I begin this year with the same resolution that I have had for the past several years, which happens to be the same resolution that I made yesterday morning and last week and last month, and I'm sure you already know what it is, that I would eat right, exercise, and lose weight. So I start again this morning with great determination that this is going to be the year that all that's going to happen. It's very simple to say, and I looked up last night on the computer how tall I would have to be to already be at my ideal weight. So I I went into this deal where you could calculate that. This is exactly what it says. I put in the parameters I was looking for, and this is what the, the computer said. This calculator has exceeded rolling usage limit. Please try again later. What does that mean? This calculator has exceeded rolling usage limits. Well, I did discover that for me to already be at my ideal weight, I need to be 12 inches taller. So I have a new goal this morning. Yeah. Grow 12 inches this year, and I will already be at my ideal weight. I really think I'm just going to go ahead and embrace what the Danny Wisnett theory, uh, when he brought some stuff by yesterday... He said, I, I'm kind of giving up on exercising and trying to lose weight. He said, I've just decided to try to get everybody else to be overweight. And I think there's some merit in that. It might be easier if we could just all agree. So if I can't lose weight, I'll either get taller or just help everybody else gain weight too. <laughs> Platform shoes. Oh, that would be a good idea. Just go up one inch a week. You wouldn't notice in 12 weeks that I was 12 inches taller. Well, that's a good idea. I do believe I'll be able to keep my New Year's resolution this year for more than a couple of days like I did last year. So I'm going to shoot for a whole week maybe that I can keep my New Year's resolution. Well, God gave me this message about two weeks ago, gave me the title first. And I've been anxious to share it with you on this New Year's Day. The name of the message is The Year of a Thousand Miracles. It's one of those moments that just came to me, and, uh, and then the Lord began to build the, the message around it. It's not one of those messages that's deeply profound, but it can certainly be deeply life-changing, if you'll let it be this morning. I want to begin, if you would, go with me to Matthew chapter 9. We'll begin there. I want to look at two miracles that are just both found in the book of Matthew. And I will tell you that I could have looked at any of the miracles and read them this morning and they would have been appropriate for what God would have me share. But I've, I'm going to look at these two. Beginning uh, Matthew chapter 9, I'll begin with verse 20. And behold, a woman who was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. Jesus turned to him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Now just turn back a page to Matthew 8. I'll begin reading with verse 1. When he came down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. We read here the account of Jesus healing two people, a woman with an issue of blood and a man with leprosy. And we marvel at the magnitude of these 
life-altering moments. We marvel at the miracles that were performed in those moments. And we, we live wishing, I do anyway, I live wishing that those miracles could happen here every morning that we come together. I long for that to occur. I want what happened in these stories to happen right here. I want to see that. And maybe that's wrong of me. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I just know what God has placed in me. That I have such a desire to see those miracles just like this occur here with us in this sanctuary, in our lives. We have to know something about these two people. We have to know that if this woman had had this problem for 12 years, and no telling how long this man had had this problem with leprosy, we know that they had, their lives had to be miserable. There's no way to describe what they were going through. They had to be miserable. So we know that they were likely discouraged. Could anybody believe otherwise? That these two people were discouraged. I want you to listen to this list. Because I want us to understand this morning that the list, that we're, as we're describing these two people who had these great diseases and these great problems, the lives that they were living looked very, very much like the people right around us. The people that we see in the offices next to ours, the classrooms next to ours. The people who we see in the street, in the stores, in restaurants. That these people that we see in these moments had lives similar to these two people, even though the diseases might be different. Because we know that they had to be discouraged. David sent me a a little article, just a fact, that right now that the, the people who are actually participating, involved in organized religion, has had a, another drastic drop in the last few years. I mean, we're down in the teen numbers now. Of the people who have hope that a relationship with God will actually do something. What do you think the majority of us are left with? We have to be left with discouragement. And I want to tell you this morning, and you know this, that we have a world around us that is heartbroken. We don't always see it on their faces, but we know the stories. We know that the lives have got to be extremely broken. I could describe a couple of situations, but we know it's true. We know that there are a lot of people who are living right now confused. These two people, along with their discouragement, along with being heartbroken, they had to be confused. They had to be saying, why? Why is this happening? Why is this happening to my family? Why is this happening to my kids? Why is this happening to my parents? There has to be a lot of confusion in our world right now around us. I've never seen it quite at this level. And they had to be lonely. This woman with the issue of blood, the, the man with leprosy, they had to be lonely. And they had to be in great despair. And I don't think I could describe their lives any other way. I don't think there were many moments of joy. I don't think there was a great deal of excitement, and, and I don't think they were going to great parties. I think they were living alone, brokenhearted, and in great despair. They were likely despondent, hopeless, after many years of bitter disappointment. But I want us to notice something, and this is powerful in these stories. The woman came after him. The woman was in a pursuit of him, and the leper came to worship him. Now, that doesn't connect with discouragement. That doesn't connect with him being hopeless or in despair or despondent. 
which we know they certainly could have been from the diseases that they had. But here's a woman who is coming to Jesus. Here is a man covered with leprosy who is coming to Jesus to worship him. So we know something. We, it tells us something about this story. It tells us, and I want you to hear this because this is what the Lord wants to deliver this morning. There had to be many, many miracles happen before this one that we read about. There had to be dozens of miracles occur before this one ever was recorded in the Scripture. How do we know that? Because someone, somewhere, had to speak encouragement to these two people. Someone had to speak to them who had been forgotten. Someone had to visit the helpless and the lonely. Someone cared for the others when other people had failed them. Someone prayed and held the hand of those who were tired and broken. Someone had to speak. Someone had to love. Someone had to care. Someone had to tell. Because these two people didn't move from discouragement to hope without many miracles occurring. And I want to tell you that those little miracles were no less great than the one recorded here. Because every time coming out of us, there is a release of God through us, by our hands, by our feet, by our heart, by our mouth. Every time that God is released through us is a miracle. Every single time, the world is standing there waiting for the miraculous to occur. And it's not in the large ones. Because we recognize this, these two large ones would not have occurred had there not been many, many, many miracles occur before that. And I think we forget about it. I think that we forget that it takes all of those miracles, all of those moments for these large ones to ever come. Someone had to know it. Think of this. Every act of obedience released from God by His Spirit through us is a miracle. And I don't mean to cheapen or belittle the miracles that we read about in the Scriptures by saying, well, everything's a miracle. But I tell you what, other, on, on the other hand, I want us to understand that to someone in despair, that simple act of obedience may be the one act that gives them hope. It may be the one thing that gives them encouragement where they had none before. These miracles don't require you to stop your work. They don't, these, these miracles don't require that you plan them in advance or that you get a class together or that you organize it. These miracles don't require you to go out of your way to help someone. They simply require us, they simply require us all to be aware of those around us, to be aware of God's presence in that moment, that we might be the miracle worker that they've been so desperately asking God to meet. That's all it takes. As you go, you don't have to plan otherwise. I can remember not too long ago, someone asked Jan and I to dinner. I don't think that couple knew at all, at least where I was. And what that offer, what that moment actually did, we don't know the miracles that occur and the smallest things that we do. But I want to tell you this morning that there's a world out there hoping that a miracle worker will come. And I want to tell you, it's you. So here's the encouragement. This is what the Lord asked. Make this a year of a thousand miracles. Individually. Make this a year of a thousand miracles. 
You don't have to count them. I'm not, we're not going to come in week by week and put how many has occurred on, the, on a board so that you can get a star. But I do want us to be fully aware that God has great intentions for this year. And we need to live mindful. We need to live fully aware that God has called us each into a year of a thousand miracles. A thousand random things, small, obedient, as God asks us to just encourage someone, to love someone, to give to someone, to share with someone. I want to tell you what changed their life. I've got testimony after testimony that I could share with you right now. They're not my testimonies. And some of you don't even know that your giving so greatly transformed a life. God knows it. You are the miracle worker that they didn't know was coming. You were the kindness that they didn't expect. The encouragement that they hoped for, but that didn't come. I want to ask you this morning to consider a personal commitment just inside yourself. You don't have to make it to anyone else. That I will be a person of a thousand miracles. That I will be mindful of those around me, watching for those whose hearts are broken, longing to share, longing to tell, longing to touch. And next, I want us to be willing to receive the miracles that someone offers us. Probably the harder part. Probably much harder to be the recipient of the miracle. We can see things done for us as nice or helpful But we should also recognize that those simple things are also the result of God seeing us, sending someone, and telling, I want you to recognize the miracle, because it's part of your great story. I want you to know this morning that many, many miracles have already been received, and most of you could stand and tell of them. Dalton and Diana have a daughter, Jessica, and I get text messages from her, and I marvel truly marvel at the miracle that she has received and that she now so routinely gives. And this this is a big thing, but they also have a daughter, Alyssa, who on the Friday right before the holidays, because of an act of obedience, totally random, one that it's hard to even understand, but out of an act of obedience, she donated a kidney to someone else. You think those were miraculous? Absolutely. Absolutely. The smallest and the largest. And we marvel at them. But I have watched you as a congregation love one another, give to one another, share with one another, help one another, be there. When you didn't know if anybody was coming, I've watched you. And I just, I know these miracles have formed in your hearts. And I simply encourage you to make that commitment this year. I will be a person of a thousand miracles. And I will receive a thousand miracles if God has them. Joanne Morgan shared this morning her New Year's resolution. I love it. I I could not have heard a better one. We've talked often about how Robert figured out how to let God love him. And Joanne's resolution this morning was, I want this to be a year where where I fully accept and let God love me. What an amazing resolution. That I could begin this year with with the full intent of letting God love me. Fully, completely, without restriction. Because I know what happens then is that the love of God received will begin to pour over. And the people around us will be loved with the love of God that comes out of the overflow. Guess what? Anybody who receives that love flowing out of her will have received a miracle. Think you could be touched by God and not be miraculous? We've missed the point. Let God encourage you this morning. Let God encourage me this morning. I start this year with great joy and with great hope. I ended the year with confusion. 
And as the Lord began to form this message, that confusion faded. And now I I live in anticipation and joy as we watch the thousand miracles a thousand times over. Now change the lives, our lives, and the lives around us. Let's pray. God, you have put this before us. You have called us to the miraculous. I pray, Lord, that we would see the big ones as we read in the Scripture. That this would be the year that we see unbelievable, miraculous things occur before us where there is no explanation except you. But Lord, in the waiting, I pray that we would be very mindful that you've called us to be people of a thousand miracles. They would happen every day, that our husbands and our wives would see the miraculous. The restoration of marriages that have been mediocre are restored and returned to unbelievable and miraculous. Relationships with kids healed and restored and miraculous would be the only thing that we could say. A miracle has occurred at work and with our friends. I pray, Lord, that we would watch for them, look at them, see them, see beyond what's on the surface, see the brokenness, and know, Lord, that you have within us given us the ability to speak to that brokenness, to deal with the loneliness, to forgive and to bring restoration in the brokenness and watch lives be drastically, drastically changed. There are people around us discouraged that need the hope. There are people around us that are lonely, that need the companionship and the company. There are those who are broken who need the help. And I pray, Lord, that we would be aware of it in your presence and obedient when you show us and watch lives being changed, everyone a miracle. Let us receive this morning this encouragement. Let it become personal to us. Let us assign it to ourselves so that we would be mindful each day of the miracles that that will come from these hands and this heart, this mouth, these ears, and these feet. Thank you, Lord, that you have brought us this encouragement this morning on the beginning of this new year and that we could live in the friendship and the freedom of the miraculous. Lord, thank you again for a wonderful beginning to this new year. Thank you for each one who's come. Let the joy abound in us because of what's coming in this year. We pray it in Jesus' name.